Hi guys, welcome to a special Valentine's podcast episode of Guild Finances. This is a mini-series where we get to talk to amazing couples about money and relationships. So we're going from dating to manoeuvring life as a couple and become, becoming parents. So my name is Lindy and I get to do this amazing journey with my husband Tando. This is definitely the place to be if you want to learn how to manage and level up your finances with a focus on couples and family finances. So as Lindy has already mentioned, this episode is a special one because we have decided to do something different for the month of love because of Valentine's Day. Um, So on this episode, we have an amazing guest. Uh, We've got a couple with us today who are going to share with us um, about their journey from transitioning uh, from before marriage to moving in together, starting a new life together as a married couple and how they found that transition from a financial perspective. Um, in the, the guests that we have today are called Simba and Tatenda. They are a very good friend of ours. And um, we know their journey, but we actually have never had this discussion with them. So I'm actually really, really interested and really excited to hear what they have to say about this transition from moving from, uh, I guess, dating to getting engaged and kind of doing all that other side of things to getting married and then moving in together and then finding out how to manage money together. <sighs> Simran and Tatenda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys. Excited to be here. <laughs> Thanks we're for super, having us. We're super glad to have you guys, actually. And Absolutely. we can't wait to hear your story. So mm-hmm. I'll be taking yeah. over. <laughs> and then I'll call you afterwards. I'm like, really? So is that what really happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well. yeah, before we jump into today's conversation we're going to do a quick icebreaker so a quick five questions for you guys the first one is how long have you guys been together yay which years are we counting um is in marriage years or before just like together together it's what you it's what you guys would say, really, to that question. How long have you been together? I'm just counting two seconds. <laughs> How many years do you say, Samba? <clears throat> I'll probably say about uh, nine years. Yeah. Nine years. Nine years. Wow. Yeah. That is plenty, plenty yeah. of years um, being together, going through life together and growing up together. That's incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> so our second question is, who's more likely to spend more money between the two of you? Simba. <laughs> Simba. I like how Tatenda was quick there. She's like, yeah, Simba. <laughs> you know, do you know what? I, I think it's Tatenda, you know? No. Nope. I, I do one-off purchases. I do like, you know. Like big purchases. Big, yeah. Per- yeah, big yeah. purchases. But she, she spends more frequently, I think. So basically, what you're saying is, you, know, you buy something maybe once a month or something, and then every day when the when the when the person's knocking on the door with them Hermes, it's always to tender. Never Hermes. Oh, always yeah. like maybe in Morrison's or in Audi or something. I would do more food and snack shopping. That's how I spend my money. Whereas Simba's like, honey, look, keyboard boof. I know the feeding. I get you. Like, I I understand. We're on the same wavelength of this one. Listen, basically, you both spend differently in your different ways. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So currently speaking, regarding like, or at least when you got married and you moved in together, um, did you like put your monies together, combined everything? Or keep everything separate, or do you kind of have like a mix between the two? 
we put our money together really and then we work everything out from there and then more or less pay uh, each other yeah like a little give each other allowance allowance, yeah. yeah Oh, cool. I love that. That's similar to what we yeah, do. Yeah, definitely similar to what we do as well. And the last quick fire question. So if you had a choice, yeah. would you rather have a dream house <clears throat> with a 30 to 35 year mortgage or would you rather have an average flat? Now, this is very average flat. That's mortgage free. An average flat, with that's mortgage free for me. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> An average flat. Mm. Mortgage, free. Yeah, mortgage free. Mortgage free flat or dream house with 30 to the you want, but it's got a mortgage on it. They never said you can't sell it. They never yeah, yeah. said, see? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm after you there on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the flat. yeah let's go for the flat. <laughs> you know, that's actually really interesting. Because I was the same. I started to think with the flat, you can do it up, you can sell it, invest, you can get money from it, and then build up to get your dream house. Yeah. Yeah. The mortgage is like you're stuck in the mortgage for 35 years. I mean, it's still good if you've got a mortgage, but I think that's how I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. If given the two options, I would get, I would definitely go with the mortgage free and then maybe use it as in like a starter up to then get a, a bigger house someday. Yeah. To no, save money. Very, very smart. You guys are smart. See, you guys are smart, man. This is sick. Um, okay, so those are the quick fire questions. Now you can breathe. We can get we can get to Thank the main you. questions um, Thank you. of of the day. So the first question is just kind of casting your minds back to like before you moved in together, before you got married, um, and and yeah, before you moved in together. Do you remember what your first sort of money conversation was like and how it came about well our first money conversation because it was so long ago we can we really had to kind of go down the line to be like what do you think it was but I think it was more involving my job and how Mm. much I got paid because at the time I wasn't happy Mm. and and I'm like oh I need to get paid more I should be having more. And then that's more or less how we got into the conversation of how much I got paid and how much I should be getting paid. So that's more or less our, like, our first conversation about money whilst in the dating phase, I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. How did you How did you find that? Like, Did you find it easy to open up about your salary or did you kind of think, like, I don't know about this one, but let's let's give it a shot or something? I think because I was, um, I don't know how to say, it. I was more in the, I'm ready to get out of this job. I need to get something better. And right. I had to share why I was unhappy. It was mainly because I'd been there for so long, but it felt like I was not getting paid enough. And mm. it was a fight that I was having. So it wasn't something that I was embarrassed of in the sense of sharing my what I earned where I know a lot of people are quite secretive about what they earn and, you know, yeah. things like that. I think at that point in, in time, I was not afraid to say why I earned because I wanted to fight for more. So that's yeah. how I stood on it. Whereas Simba was ready to listen. Mm. But I don't think I knew how much you earned at that time. <laughs> no, I kept my card to my chest. <laughs> um, 
But what's funny is that when she told me, when she mentioned how much she was earning, um, I was shocked because I think you had been there for several years, I think. Yeah, over 10 years. And, you know, the amount of work she used to do and, you know, the amount of responsibility that she had, it mm. just didn't weigh, I mean, you know, when you compare it to how much she was earning, it was just like, nah, you shouldn't be earning so low. Right. So I think that's what pretty much sparked everything. But you, but you still didn't say, "Oh, this is how much I earn as well." No, so, no. She, to no. Be honest, yeah, she didn't ask, did it? So <laughs> she didn't ask, I was like, "Look, it's fine. I don't need to tell her." <laughs> but it was uh, one of those situations where I wouldn't want to be like invasive to be like, "So how much do you earn?" Because it was still right. in the dating phase, where it's like everybody's you're still like financially individuals, and mm. I don't really need to know what you're bringing to the table as people say all the time yeah because at the end of the day well I had my money is my money at that point in life my money was my money and his money was our money because I expected flowers <laughs> but at the right. same time I wasn't as curious to be like so how much do you earn I was just more like help me earn more yeah, I love that. I love that you say it though, because if we're being honest, during the dating phase, people are still individuals and that's yeah. something that we all need to understand about each other. But people grow together with time and people get comfortable. Cause to be honest, that money conversation, it's it's a sensitive one. Cause money yeah. in and of itself is a sensitive issue. So people grow and get to a point where they like can talk about those things. So I love that you mentioned that you were still individuals. And yeah. it's, it's good to highlight that. So fast forwarding now to the first time that you had to work together with your finances, do you remember when that was and what was that like for the both of you now having to com- either combine your finances or do something together with money? Yeah, I think the first time that we um, sort of had to sit down and discuss um, finances uh, was probably the time when we were planning our wedding. Mm. So yeah, because uh, my wife here wanted <laughs> a lot of things, and uh, you know she wanted heaven on earth. You know, as as all ladies deserve, <laughs> I must say. But um, you know, so we just had to be, we just we just had to be realistic with um, you know the money that we had saved, and you know the money that our family was was going to sort of help us with, and uh, just sort of you know kind of discuss our ingoings and outgoings yeah so I think that was the first time and then I think after we had our wedding and um we went on honeymoon and uh, we came back <clears throat> I remember having a conversation with her and just kind of discussing how to move forward with our finances um so we sat down and you know I'm, I'm a big fan of spreadsheets so, mm. <laughs> so I was like, you know what let's uh let's try and find let's try and work out the best sort of way for us um you know how do we deal with because at that time we were renting we had like a two-bed flat and uh we were both new to this whole marriage thing and of course we'd she, never lived together. yeah we'd never lived yeah. together um she was so used to kind of handling money her way and you know uh, I had my way as well. So it was just about finding a blend. Yeah, I think um, our relationship with money was so different. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in some aspects, still is. As you can tell, like when you ask the first questions, how do we spend our money? It's like, yeah, we have completely different relationships with money. Whereas I think that was more of a shock to you when we started yeah. really now having to combine yeah. 
what how to work money in our in our marriage or in our household because my idea of of working together was completely different because I was just so used to being an individual and only paying for what I need to pay for but now I'm having to think about oh okay now we have to combine and do things together yeah yeah, we completely understand that. It, it was the same for us when we first got married because I think we we had we knew that okay we have to work together, right? But then it's like knowing it and actually doing it are two very different things. Because mm-hmm. as much as you may want to do it, you then un- you having to understand that okay. So in our case, Tanda was more of a he's Tanda's a giver. He's a very generous giver, and at the time I was a yeah, it's nice to give, but I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking if something was to happen, would we have money and stuff? So from the get-go, we had to then deal with things like that. And we both dealt with money differently. So I I liked to withhold, but that was more to do with how I grew up because I grew up in a single parent household. And Mm -hmm. I felt like my mom had to struggle at times to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. So in, I then thought, you know what, when I'm then by myself, I can't be giving, giving, giving. Whereas Tanda was like, I grew up in a, in a household with two parents and my parents were generous. They were always giving. So, you know what, we yeah. still have to give. But we then had to work and work at it and find a way that actually worked for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so your story is is very um, similar to ours in that, in that regard. So I'm interested to know from your perspective, um, uh, to tender like how did you then find it when when Simba's pulling out his spreadsheets and talking about the numbers like is that completely different to how you were used to doing completely different it was like day and night. I think we we were like day and night financially yeah where mm-hmm. I'm like like you Tando I was the giver Okay. Right. I receive yeah, money yeah, in my yeah, account. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that you don't give, <laughs> <laughs> but I think between the two of us, I was willing to let go of my money quicker yeah, than you is. Way. You have to allocate your money, and yeah. money has to answer certain things, but not all things. Mm. Whereas for me, money was answering everything and anything. So then it became a lot more like I think it was quite difficult because then I'm seeing money. I have a different relationship with money. Mm where I, if I receive it and if somebody else needs it, it's out of my hands and I don't even have to think twice about it. I don't think, oh, oh my God, so what am I going to do for the next three weeks? I'm just like, okay, I've helped somebody. Let's keep it moving. Whereas Simba was like, no, but the budget and the spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> says we don't have that to do that. Yeah. But it was very difficult for me, if I have to be honest, Um having to kind of see money the way he sees money. Budgeting as a couple can be a challenge and it can actually be very daunting. Now we've been there, but fortunately we've managed to turn things around and we've found a money system that actually works for the both of us. This is why we've put together the free guide on how to successfully budget as a couple. In this free guide, you will learn all the various ways, the tools and the techniques that you can put in place as you're setting up your budget with your partner. Plus, you will actually find ways how to build a system that really does work for the both of you. You can find this free guide at skillfinances.com forward slash free couples budget or click the link in the description to download it today. All right, then let's get back to the discussion kind of spoken about yeah that that initial sort of rough patch or like 
that initial um, friction that happens when like two people are trying to come together, basically. Yeah. How did you then smooth that, uh, smoothen that a little bit more so that you actually find a way that, because now you're saying you've combined your finances and you, and you do everything together. How did you turn things around and like actually find a way that makes it work for the two of you? Well, I think being honest with myself was one thing because being honest, I'm I wasn't like a big budgeter. I would budget enough to know what's coming, what I need to pay for. But then the rest of the money, I'm like, well, let's spend it. So uh, I think having Simba being the complete opposite of me, I had to be realistic of the situation if we're ever going to build something financially. Because the way I was dealing with money would have meant we only have enough money to get by. Mm. And maybe some things might not get paid for. Maybe some things might not, you know, we might not have enough for the end of the month. So it was quite hard, but I had to be honest with myself to say, if we do things my way, we're not going to get anywhere. So more or less work with how he does, learn how he does finances, speak about budgeting or allow him more to take the lead, I'd say. Financially, I would say in our household, he takes more, you take more of the lead. Yeah. Of, you know, how we spend money and how we save and how we do different things with the money. And the best thing that we've done probably is what we do, like giving each other allowances. So we still have, yeah. I still feel like I have money yeah. to do all these other things, like being Audi and being in the middle aisle and just going, oh my God, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, can I please have five pounds? Because we've now come to an equal agreement that, okay, this is the way you spend money. This is the way I spend money, but we still need to make sure that the household is looked after mm-hmm. first. I think it was a, a big compromise for the both of us yeah. because um, even though I was so used to just kind of budgeting, um, but I think one thing I found difficult was the fact that uh, because we were paying each other um, and we were basically um, giving each other the same amount each month. So, um you know, if if she was earning more, if I was earning more, that didn't matter, to be honest. Um, right. We were just paying each other um, same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before, I could just decide, okay, you know, I want to buy a keyboard and I could just go and spend £800 because I know I've budgeted <laughs> for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm thinking... Uh, the 400 billion yeah, to me. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, but, you know, it's, it's a compromise because now our, I guess our goals um, have changed now. So, you know one of our big goals uh, at the time was to, you know, buy a house. And in order to do so, you know, there was a lot of money that we had to save. So I think, um, yeah, it was really about looking at, you know, ahead and uh, thinking about the future, to be honest. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, it sounds to me like you both had, like, like your thing to learn. So, like, to turn off from what you were saying, it sounds like what you're saying is that you had to kind of, I guess, trust Simba's... um, kind of guidance really with yeah. money particularly because he, he's the one that's like okay what are we doing with our money where's this penny going where's that pound going where's yeah. this 100 pounds going but then on, on your side Simba you then had to learn to actually still be like okay despite me being like I don't know in charge of the finances yeah. um, she still has equal like part in this so I yeah, can't just make a decision by myself kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Like I have to still include her. Um and that's that's a great that's a great re- uh, resolution to actually turn things around from like 
the two of you are so different to you're still <laughs> different, but you're actually just working together. Yeah. 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 And I think it's the key thing as well. Like you're actually working together as a team. And we actually do the allowance thing as well because we found that we had different spending habits. Like you say to tender with the buying the keyboard. Tanda's the same. Tanda loves yeah. a good keyboard. She loves a good guitar. And those things are not cheap at all. No, they're not. So <laughs> it's like having to come to an understanding, like, okay, let's have spending allowances. Let's save up for those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it because I always see people in relationships as there is no... There's no thing that says that, okay, one of you is better. Even when you're having those conversations, you're a couple, you're working together, you're winning together, you're achieving things together. So it's so important for couples to work together. And I love that you highlighted that as well. Yeah. Yeah, So thinking about um, now that you've actually made this transition, um, how are you finding, because obviously, Tadena, you said that you, before you were like, yeah, I'm just going to, give money and spend money kind of thing and then think about it later yeah. now what was your headspace like in terms of that side of things are you still I guess giving slash spending or are you now more conscious about it a little bit more I think I am a little more conscious um because at the beginning being honest I struggled because I was just so used to always having money yeah but I've had to go back in the space to be like, okay, but that's not going to help anything. So I think I am in a space where I've accepted that it it is actually good to have somebody within the relationship that budgets or that accounts for every penny. Because if we don't, uh I don't know where we'll be. (laughs) We probably won't have a house by now. If it was in my hands, (laughs) we'll still be renting in the flat, just living life. But it's something that I really have had to grow up. And it comes with, I think it's financial maturity as well, because I have to realise that, okay, for me to progress, if we're going to want to build this relationship and build a family we have to look at all these things to then be able to leave things for our children's children like that generation generational wealth kind of conversation it just doesn't start you know over it just doesn't start in one day but it's more like a gradual process in growing financially I think that's where I am Mm. where in 10 years time if you had asked me the same question I'll probably be in now in Simba space where I'm budgeting everything, but each day mm. or each year I'm learning to grow mm. and be like, okay, I can't just go spending. I have to save. Yeah. And, and Simba, from your perspective, like how did you have that conversation? Cause like there's couples who would, I guess, still be fighting, right? Like mm-hmm. one, one person's like, yo, we need to be like be serious about money. And then the other like uh, part partner is like, uh, no, I want to do the X, Y, Z. How did you like approach that conversation in a way that I guess doesn't um, negatively impact what you're trying to do, which is you're trying to just make sure that as a family, you're financially taken care of and that conversation doesn't lead to you fighting, but actually you're able to almost um, in a positive way, influence the tender to also see the good thing that you're, that you're trying to kind of push uh, regarding budgeting your money and stuff like that. How did you like have that conversations with her and find that like period of constantly going back and forth and explaining everything. Um, to be honest, I think um, because we kind of shared share the same sort of dream. So you know, we both wanted to be homeowners. You know, we both want 
to um to to save money and you know probably get into property and you know we we, we share the same sort of goals so when when it comes to the money side of things i think um i'm always quite sort of straight to the point where i say you know babe, we need to save up money mm. and i think the good thing about tender is that you know that's all it takes you know we don't, we don't really have to have you know uh, many more conversations <laughs> around the same thing because you know she knows you know um this is where we stand in terms of you know how much money we have and uh, she wow. knows what what we're trying to achieve so yeah to be honest it, it it hasn't been difficult um you know kind of getting her to align with the whole you know budgeting thing and yeah. uh yeah it's just um I guess the only kind of difficult thing I think maybe for her was when we allocated um each other so when we give each other spending money each month um you know she she's quite the giver like she mentioned so she would go out and buy stuff you know buy stuff for me buy stuff for the house and um you know I would go out selfishly buy stuff for myself <laughs> so she would see all these deliveries coming through you know and uh yeah them they... Hermes and DPD <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh <clears throat> she'll start to question like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know, how come you've all, you're always buying new trainers or you're buying new clothes, you know? And I'm like, listen, I get the same amount of money you do. So, you know, what you choose to do with your money is, you know, up to you. So I think she's probably slowly understanding. But, no, I am slowly. Yeah. I, I think then it taught me to be a little bit more selfish because I was like, hold on, I'm spending, if we gave each other £100, for example, £70 of that is on what I'm thinking is benefiting both of us. So I will buy food and, you know, want to prepare all these meals I'm seeing on TikTok or on Instagram or on Snapchat. And it's for us. Yeah. And he's spending his £70 on a pair of trainers. And I'm like, wait, 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 but hold on. So then at one point, I remember one point in our first year of marriage, I actually asked you, I was like, so are you giving yourself extra money? Because (laughs) how come your money is stretching so long? Yeah. My money is like... Within two weeks, I don't have anything left. So it kind of taught me to, over the years, I've learned not to be so, like, I don't know how to say it, like, just spend recklessly or be a little bit more selfish for myself. So I'm still not a buyer. Mm. That's the weird thing about it. I might look like I spend more money, but I don't buy things that you'd be like, oh, Hermes, DPD, this, this for me. I still just spend my money, but I now know how to stretch it a little bit longer. Right. So I don't have that grudge towards him thinking, how come he's got all these things? Mm-hmm. So I think recently I've not really been on your case. Like, how come you've got, because now I understand that he's obviously thinking, this is my hundred pounds. Yeah. And we agreed that we're given this so that we can all spend it on whatever we want. So really, I can't really be like, so that hundred pounds uh, what have you done with it? Because yeah. that's his allowance. So if he decides to save it and then I see a guitar coming through, that's his £100 he's yeah. decided to save. So that's where probably... But usually I'm easy. He's like, next pay, everything's going this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, never really, I never really questioned to be like, so why come you're not giving me... I'm always like, okay, because I know what the goal is. Yeah. And because we've been together and I've seen the results of his method of doing things. Yeah. Therefore, it doesn't leave me with questions to be like, so, so even when we came to buying the house, I was like, wow, we're buying the house. Wow, we have all of this money saved. <laughs> you know, it was surprising to me 
But yeah, it was a combined effort, but he took more of the lead to be like, okay, this is the next project. We need to make it happen. Absolutely. I think I can relate with you on that one because going years back, I wasn't big on investing at all. Because I was always the person that's like, I need to see my money. And I feel like for me, it, came, it goes back to the whole, as as in a single parent household, we didn't always have much. And you know when your money's in your savings account, you can see it. You can yeah. actually open your app, you look at it, wow. and you feel good about yourself. But mm-hmm. when you're investing it, I felt like I couldn't see it. Yeah, Tanda was really, really big on investing, and I was like, "Nah, like, no, it's it's not it, it's not working." But yeah. it took him taking the lead, opening up investment accounts for the both of us, and actually being like, "No, look at it." So when I started to see that actually this money is actually earning money, it started mm-hmm. to make more sense. And I was like, "I'm happy for you to absolutely take the lead on that, and I'll follow your lead because it was something that I was scared to do." But he was like, "No, it's a good thing." Yes, yeah. sometimes you may lose money here and there, but it's actually a good thing. Think of the long term rather than wanting to see it sit in a bank account. So I definitely can relate to you on that. And actually just sometimes saying, you know what, take the lead. It's okay. Yeah, I think that's what's important. Being honest with yourself to be like, okay, this, the per- other per- person can take the yeah. lead. Whereas I think some people, everybody wants to be the ruler and everybody wants to be the leader. So exactly. how dare you say we should do this way when I think we should do it this way. But like I said before, just being honest with yourself to be like, I'm not like in your case, you're saying you would, didn't know what investments were yeah. or how it works. So therefore, do you argue with him to be like, yeah, but I can look for something else. Or do you just say, actually, let's do what you're doing and just following that whatever your partner is doing or your husband your wife whatever they've encouraged to do or they must know yeah and just trust the process really wow you you guys have shared so much in in this conversation so much value man like absolutely literally there's so much to talk about and there's so much to mm-hmm. and there's something that i want to bring up but i'll bring up a little bit later because um I, i'm wondering what you guys would say is kind of like the number one tip that you would share with other couples um, or with a couple that's kind of like, got, you know, rewind back to kind of your first couple of months of marriage and they are there right now. What do you wish you were told um, or what do you wish you were advised? What's the one thing that you could say to, to that couple to say, okay, when it comes to money and like in marriage, this is the number one tip that we would give to you. Uh, and that's, that's from each of you. Um, I think for me, it's quite simple, to be honest. Um, the one tip that I would give is, you know, just do what works for you. Because um, I think many a times we hear, you know, uh, what other people do. And I mean, it's good. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've had good advice along, you know, along uh, the road. But um, I think for us, um, we've, from, from the moment that we started, I think we, we, we're now at a point where we're doing what works for us. And, um yeah, I think I guess that's that's yeah. that's all really for me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the point that we, if you if you accept that your journey is your journey, mm. what Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Jones are doing might not be what works for you. Right, I know everybody has different financial advices from different people. Some people come into a household and they break everything in half. Right, no matter what the two incomes are, but they'll say, "Listen, when it comes to the bills, we're going fifty fifty. Yeah. So we all put it in one account and the rest of the money, whether you're earning 3000 more than me, but the, your money is your money. That's what works for them. Yeah. 
but it doesn't mean that that's uh, your financial journey. Mm-hmm. Find what works for you. If you know you have a certain weakness, like in my case, I knew budgeting and saving was more of a weakness and more of Simba's strength. I is being honest to be like, okay, what's going to build your finances? Is it your weakness or the other person's strength? And I would hope that you choose the strength and then make that work for you. Your financial journey is going to be different to anybody else's because at the end of the day, not everybody receives the same amount of money and not everybody has the same amount of outgoings. And I think budgeting is quite an important thing as well. Um, and saving mm-hmm. and maybe when as we grow now I'm starting to talk about investments five years ago I never did three years ago I never did because all I was more concerned about was working to pay the bills mm-hmm. but just allow yourself to grow financially and explore different areas and start talking it's important to talk about money I think money is one thing that a lot of people yeah. don't talk about it's and, even in relationships. And yeah. I think it's good um, if you're thinking about taking the next step with, you know, the person you're with. I think it's good to start those conversations yeah. early as well, um, just so that, you know, um, you're both sort of aligning yourself and kind of know what to expect. Um, but, yeah. And then look at each other like you're equally bringing something, even yeah. though I might bring a thousand more than Simba, I shouldn't then feel like, oh, no, but I am the bigger earner. You're both in this together. Right. I think it's very important to just know that no matter how much each person is bringing in, mm. that little extra 1P, like I'm always saying yeah. to see, like my extra 2P, if you didn't have 2P and you had 98P, <laughs> you still don't have a pound. Mm. So it's everybody's working, it's realizing that everybody's working together and just being honest. I think being financially honest. Yeah. Coming into relationships, we had to be honest about yeah. what other debts we had before. Mm-hmm. I I personally went down the road of clearing any other debt that I had so that I don't bring it into a marriage. Yeah. Because that's one thing that people don't actually talk about as well, because that brings a breakdown. Because when you're now doing finances, it's like, yeah, but this is not this was not part of me. So why am I having to pay this? Or did I or it could end up being yeah. like a, a, a struggle in a relationship mm-hmm. financially. So it's being honest. If you know that you have certain things that you maybe have to pay for, if you can't do it, talk about it so that when you come together with a person, they know that financially we're gonna we're standing in this position. Yeah. And then also allowing yourself to grow. I think that's really important. That's what I would say. Wow. I, I love the things you both shared there. Cause I feel like what I'm taking away from this conversation from the both of you is financial maturity. Yeah. And it's something that I heard you mention to Tenda and I loved it. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like you have to grow with your with yeah. the way you do things with your finances, you grow together as a couple. And yeah, I definitely love that. So before we close, we've got one more question for you guys. What does financial intimacy mean to you? Um, so to me, um, I think financial intimacy is all about being able to uh, work together and to share your thoughts, uh, feelings, needs, and desires about uh, money with the other half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that rounds rounds up pretty. Yeah, how I would describe it as well is just 
it's like intimacy with anybody. You're open about it. Yeah. You're, you allow yourself to, to you, I don't know how to say, you know, if you're in a relationship, being intimate with somebody, you're breaking down certain walls and you're breaking down certain barriers and you just open about the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Those, those are some like, like real good insights um, and really good um, perception of what financial intimacy is. Uh, it sounds deep, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could go deeper, but we, <laughs> we <could> like, yeah. <laughs> that that was that was that was some nuggets right there. And I think one thing, one of the you know, there's so much that I've that I've really kind of learned from our conversation today. Um, it's been so insightful. You know, you guys are talking about, for example, just doing what works for you and like having a budget, saving money. You're talking about being honest, being open, being upfront about like this is how I am, this is how mm. you are. And how do we work together in that regard? Uh, because, you know, without the honesty, you you would have just kind of carried on assuming something and it may, not, it may have been incorrect. So uh, definitely on that front. And and then I love the fact that you also touched on the fact that it doesn't matter who earns what, you both have something to bring on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much like that you guys have just teased out there um, in this conversation that a lot of couples will definitely, definitely learn from. So thank you so much um for 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 all of your input and also being open on open and honest about your journey um mm-hmm. because you know a lot of people will definitely value the real the real story about like okay literally this is how this is how you went through it these are the struggles you had these are the things you had to overcome this is how where you are now um and as you said we could be having like part two in 10 years time and you'll be yeah. telling a whole different story yeah so it just shows that this is a journey. It's not like you get married, you have one conversation about money and that's the end of it. Yeah. That's long commitment to continuously build this financial intimacy. Yeah. So thank you so much guys. Like we really, really appreciate you. We appreciate the fact that you came on and um, you spoke to us and you were very open. And we hope that our listeners who've been listening to this will find as much value in it as we have. So Simba Entertenda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. It was amazing. (laughs) You guys are amazing. Thank Thank you. We firmly believe that knowledge is powerless without action. So think about the one action you're going to take from today's discussion. To learn more about money, make sure you subscribe and tune in every week for a new discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. 